Relief Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sapna Shaw-Hawk, a board-certified internal medicine physician. Keep life simple. You are human. You are worthy. Remember what matters to you. Our goal is to help physicians remember this and to make it a reality through addressing various components of physician burnout via podcast. This is meant to be used as a tool to help guide physicians. It does not take place of professional medical help. Opinions reflected in this podcast are my own. So physician burnout is actually a thing. It has been referred to as moral injury. You can look it up and we'll find different definitions of burnout. What it, what it basically comes down to is feeling disconnected. Disconnected from work, from patients. Becoming disconnected may not be the same for everybody. It might be what used to be fun no longer is. It becomes a chore to see a patient, no matter how compliant or not. The third back pain of the day, another headache. Why can't people just get it together as far as their diabetes? Why can't they just do as they're told? Medicine, the art, the science that used to be so complex and enjoyable has become another chore, another thing to do. There are various aspects that contribute to this. Long hours, long hours that we work, not only our jobs as a tech, but the long hours even before medical school. To get into medical school, the, the process as, as a whole. And then there's actually being in medical school. The benchmarks, the tests, the competition, the long hours of studying, cramming everything into your head that you possibly can clinicals, then residency. We do it because we choose to. It's a personal choice. And many of us, at least I did, I was out to make a huge impact as a physician. I'm not discrediting or downplaying the changes I believe I have made with patients and what they have taught me. But at the same time, it is much different practicing nearly 10 years after graduating from medical school than what I had thought. So what is physician burnout? It, it can be where you are disconnected from patients, family, self. No more satisfaction in your job it's a chore to get up. You feel overextended, fatigued beyond anything that can be curable by rest or by a weekend off. Because really, do we ever have time off? It's past dissatisfaction. And there is overlap with depression. It's, it's, I believe it's a spectrum. Now more being referred to as moral injury because of the injury it is to us physicians. It's not just a job. It is a vocation from the Latin word vocare or calling. We put everything that we have into being a physician, sometimes to the point of that's the only way we define ourselves. 
The goal of this podcast is to actually hopefully address some issues of physician burnout. The system does need to change with the overextension of physicians, replacement of physicians by mid-levels that do not have the training or the hours that we as physicians do. The undercompensation, the dictation of what we can and cannot do, what is medically necessary, deemed by insurance companies that do not know the patients whatsoever. Those things need to change. But until they do, we are responsible for our actions and for our own health. This is supposed to be used as a tool. I myself have experienced burnout approximately three years into practicing. I never gave up the love of medicine, but I became overwhelmed with being overextended, being woken up nearly every night, um, not being able to have dinner with my husband, who's also my best friend, without getting a page, being on vacation without being paged was not possible. Personally, with the lack of sleep, overworked, not appreciated enough, not by patients, but by the powers that be at times, with not being able to spend time with my best friend and my spouse. I had to take a step back. I did not quit my job. But I did take a step back in reducing my hours. I had to take a step back for my mental sanity. We know that lack of sleep can lead to bad decisions such as dietary bad dietary changes. Lack of sleep can be dangerous while driving. And yet, as we as physicians who tell patients to eat healthy, get plenty of sleep, don't drive intoxicated, don't drive sleepy, we have a chronic lack of sleep. We put our needs last. We probably don't always make the best decisions dietarily, or at least I know I have not. It has since changed, but still. We, the ones, the healers that have studied and given up our 20s and 30s to train to take care of other people, we do not take care of ourselves. This is not okay. Over 50% in some specialties report burnout. And there are several contributing factors. We have a system with RVUs, insurance companies, telling us what we can and cannot do, even if it is medically necessary for the patient. Oh, that medication's not going to be covered, or no MRI, you have to have plain films, and oh, by the way, do physical therapy, reevaluate. When they are not in front of the patient, the person that reviews the case if you're lucky, is a physician, 
If not, you're talking to a nurse or a mid-level. That's a bit of a slap in the face. They don't know my patient. Their education is not equivalent to mine. So how can they say that my patient does not need what I think that they need when I have laid my healing hands on them, done a physical exam? How about medical school debt? I went to a state school. I went to University of Kansas School of Medicine, Kansas City, and then clinicals in Wichita. I had a great education. Part of the decision to stay in Kansas was financial. I did not want to incur as much debt as some of my friends, family members. I was a personal decision. Everybody has done well, thank God. But I did not want the debt. But still, we have colleagues that have half a million dollars in medical school debt alone. And yet, we are penalized when our salary is cut or the system has changed as far as compensation or we're looking at RVUs and they keep getting pushed higher and higher. As if that were not enough, of course the electronic medical record paper charts were quite easy, quite fast, could see more patients, spend more time with them, more eye, uh, eye contact. They actually felt like human. We actually felt human. But instead, instead of looking at the patient, a human, the reason why we went into medicine, we're stuck staring at a computer screen. Well, if I wanted to stare at a computer screen, I would have done maybe engineering, computer science, or business, something that would have required that. But I did not go to school to touch and examine and heal a computer. I went to school to heal people. The list can go on and on. The system is broken, there is no doubt. How to fix it? There are multiple theories. And no, a meditation room or a group yoga at a place of employment that most physicians can't even make because we are working or we are at some meeting that will not improve the quality of our practice, but thanks, it's a good idea. And yet, besides, instead of the negatives, there are, there are many positives, mostly the patients, colleagues, the twisted sense of humor one gets when working in medicine. And while all that is great, I had to draw my own personal boundaries to keep from burning out because it's ingrained in us or maybe we come into medical school with the personality traits of all or nothing, giving it 100% every time, all the time, except to ourselves. And when we pull away from that in order to conserve energy, not to say that I'm going to practice a standard of medicine that is lower, but that I will not do certain things, such as I am not going to work 80 hours a week because I want to spend time with my family. 
I am not going to do inpatient because I like sleeping at home. I like my family to not have to wake up to a phone call that wakes up the whole household. That is how I was able to address my burnout. I had to take a step back and say, yes, I can do inpatient, outpatient consults, take call all the time. But at the end of the day, I didn't recognize myself. I was bitter. I was angry. And why I share this is because this is a topic that is not talked about as much as it should be. No, I was not depressed. I was not anxious. I was never suicidal. But I was dissatisfied. I was dissatisfied. I was tired. I wanted a change. So I made that change. I went to outpatient only. And for me, it did do wonders. I was When I got more sleep, I was happier. When I got more time with my family, particularly my spouse, I was even happier. When we were able to actually go out to dinner with family and friends and enjoy the conversation and the experience without me having to excuse myself for dinner, without being late, without having to cancel at the last minute, I started to recognize myself. To the point of, we started traveling again, which was always something we had enjoyed. My husband and I, we also joined a gym, which some people might think, big deal. Well, for us it was. Before then, we never had time. Literally from the time I would wake up to the time I would go to bed, which was 10 or 11 o'clock. And then being paged after in the middle of the night, doing something like that was a big deal. It was something we could do together consistently, routinely. Before then, we had worked out at home whenever we could. A little bit of a scattered schedule. But we were actually able to have a routine. We were able to meet wonderful people that we would not have met otherwise. And it makes me sad when I see colleagues who are struggling. Who feel disconnected from themselves, mostly. So remember, physician burnout or moral injury is real. But you are not alone. It's more common than what you think. Just like many other things, I don't think it's talked about enough because of the stigma. It's not the same as depression. I think there's great overlap. But a physician burnout is not, or moral injury is not addressed. I do believe we will see more and more physicians cutting back their hours retiring early, or leaving medicine altogether. And that right there is a big red flag. That costs the system billions of dollars a year. 
delays health care. Now you can say put in a nurse practitioner or a PA physician assistant, but that's not the answer. The answer is keeping the men and women that have dedicated over a decade of training with undergrad, medical school, and, and residency whose tests are more strenuous and more detail-oriented and not just online degrees being handed out by the dozens. You want actually good care for your family members. So, as far as the system, give us the tools that we need. Give us the support, and it's not just a mug on Doctor's Day, which is, again, it's Doctor's Day, not the whole healthcare field day. Nurses have a week. Doctors have a day. We're all in it together. I get that. But don't take that away from us, too. And it's not about the recognition. Actually show support and interest in people. We are people taking care of people. But at the end of the day, we're patients, too. We're somebody's daughter, son, spouse, best friend, sibling. We are humans. We should allow to be human. We should allow to get frustrated, to cry in front of a patient. I personally believe it's okay to embrace those emotions. Part of the reason why I do not think that physician burnout or moral injury is discussed is because, hey, it's going to get better, or it's not that bad. For the most part, doctors are optimistic people. We're pretty resilient. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone through the rigorous training we did. But sometimes we're the most high-performing people with anxiety, depression, And we don't want to report it because there might be repercussions. There might be repercussions at the state level, medical board, when you go to apply for disability insurance, life insurance. These things also have to change too. The stigma among colleagues, yeah, some of us struggle with depression. That's a factor doesn't mean anybody's weak. It means we're human. Just like somebody has high blood pressure or diabetes. It all needs to be addressed without repercussion. So like stated before, these are my opinions and my opinions only. But that is what I see physician burnout to be. In this series, we will incorporate input from clinical psychologists dietitians, as well as other physicians who have had their own struggles, in addition to personal fitness trainers that might give us some tips on exercise on the go. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. This concludes the podcast. Subscribe, tell a friend, follow us at www.theworthyphysician.com. Remember, you are worthy. You are human. Take care.
Second time around. Second time.